Hey guys, welcome to Everyday Alchemy. I'm your host, Terry. Alongside of me, you will also be hearing from my community and other everyday people just like you, sharing their stories, tools, and magic to help expand your consciousness and alchemize your life. Hello and welcome back everyone to another episode of Everyday Alchemy. I hope you all had an awesome week and got some time to connect with nature in celebration of Earth Day. And so for me this week the weather was incredible. So I spent lots of times outdoors exploring, hiking and dirt biking and I got some really great downloads whilst I was out in nature this week. So I'll share all of those in just a minute. But before I get into all of that in today's episode, I first off wanted to share an example of one of the tests that I received from the universe this week. And I'm going to break down what the tests look like for me and how I use the tools that I share with you all to navigate this test or opportunity. Because these tests or opportunities really do show up so differently and are all unique to our lives. But basically, the same fundamental energy of how to navigate these tests is the same. So remember, tests are just opportunities from the universe that give us the opportunity to assign where we are putting our power. So if you're wanting to create a change in your life and you're wanting to call in a different reality, well, then you need to respond to these tests or these opportunities from that place of that reality that you're calling in and not from the old you, from the old self that created the reality that you don't want anymore. So interestingly enough, all of my tests that I got this week were centered around money, security and wealth preservation which really was perfect timing considering the Uranus in Taurus energy that is around this week. So I was contacted by a subscription box company with the opportunity to have one of my products from Recreation in this box, which would then get sent out Canada-wide to subscribers. Now, the pros of this box would be that it would bring in about $5,000 of profit to begin with, and then more after that potentially if it all goes well. And also, it would be great marketing exposure for recreation. However, the downside is, is that it would have to be completed within a six-week time period, which is absolutely not enough time to source the fabric and then manufacture the pieces and get them sent out. So it really would be quite a lot of work and would require me to work at least 12-hour days to complete in time. The other downside is that they want it better than wholesale prices, which then make my margins incredibly thin. So it really stumped me. I really wasn't sure because the initial offer of the, of the money was really quite attractive. So here's what I did. First, I looked at the offer and noted all the pros and cons. Now, the pro side was attractive because of that money that, you know, would I'd get right away would be incredibly helpful and really would be the main driver of the motivation behind wanting to do the box. So when I looked at why wanting the money was the main motivator, I saw that it was actually connected to the fear of lack, of not having money. The main reason I considered the offer was that it would be a small injection of money that would really, really be helpful considering how much money I had lost last year and this year due to COVID. So 
So really, the motivation is actually coming from the fear that I don't have the money and that I need to take any opportunity to make money as I don't have it or I had lost so much of it. So this means that the real focus would actually be in the energy of lack, of not having the money. So if I followed through with this action, with that underlying lack energy, well then I would only continue to create and manifest more of lack in the end. When I became conscious of what motivations were driving me into accepting this offer, I could see that, you know, with answering myself honestly, that overall, I actually, in fact, deep down, didn't really want to be a part of this offer. Now, as I've been focusing on creating a reality of more joy, ease and freedom and abundance, all I did was just ask myself, is this offer in alignment with that, with that reality that I'm calling in? And the overall honest answer was no. I wrote all of this down and could see that the stresses and unpredictable moving parts involved in creating the hundreds of pieces for this box would actually not bring me joy. Nothing about getting this job done in time would be easy, as the linen supply chain is still severely impacted by COVID. I could see that it would take away my freedom, as it would take away so much of my time to actually produce hundreds of pieces all the whilst trying to run my business, start to attend outdoor markets, and also run this podcast. I could also see that it wasn't aligned with the overall abundance energy, since the only form of abundance would be receiving the money in the end, which isn't even a whole lot of money that would make up for all of the work involved since the profit margins were so slim. And then the only pro left was the marketing side of brand exposure, which In opportunities like this, is really hard to kind of measure or know, you know, if it has even had an impact or created any more sales as a result of being a part of this uh, subscription box. And so it was quite hard of a choice at first because it really was like a shiny dangly carrot because of the money and the potential brand exposure. But after going over and honestly answering if this opportunity was in alignment with my reality that I'm creating... Well, then I could see that it was a clear and hard N-O. So I turned it down. And in doing this, I actually felt really excited and almost liberated after. And yeah, that's how I knew that I had made the right choice. As I'd freed myself from the pressures of needing to get it done within a certain time frame, of needing to source all of this fabric, of, you know, needing to sacrifice all of these other things like my fun and my freedom and my camping and my hiking and biking just to get it all done. I'd freed myself in all sorts of ways, which I normally wouldn't have in the past because I would have seen it as, oh, I I should do this because it's money, because I need this money to get me X, Y and Z, you know. Whereas now I've kind of shifted out of that mindset like, well, no, I don't have to do it all. I don't have to take all the opportunities, especially if they require me to compromise or sacrifice the energies or energetics of the reality that I'm calling in, like freedom, joy, ease. So this example shows how I was able to direct my power through being conscious and honest of how I made my choice. And it highlights how honesty and willingness is the key to being a conscious creator of our reality. We need to be honest with ourselves as to where our real motivations are. What is the underlying energy that is driving our choices and decisions? And to illuminate 
where we might be compensating for our fears or limiting beliefs through the actions that we take. Now, as this action of declining the subscription box offer sends a clear signal to my subconscious, I'm now really excited to see what other better opportunities are now going to show up next that are more in alignment with the reality that I'm calling in. Okay, so now let's get into today's episode. So early in this week, I was out exploring a river one day and I had a few downloads about a few topics that I thought I would share with you all that will really help you with your mindset in doing, well, this work, but any sort of work. When it comes to awakening or evolving our consciousness, sometimes the journey and the tools that we need to implement can seem really hard or exhausting. And so in this episode, I'm going to share a great mindset tip to adopt that will help you to shake out this energy. And that also helps you to get back into the state of, state of innocence of being in the present moment and into the optimal place we want to be, which is in the neutral flow. And in honor of Earth Day this week, I've also recorded a guided meditation for you all to do if you would like to. That is in celebration and in honor of our incredible Mother Earth. So this week, I spent an entire day on my own following a river upstream to see what kind of treasures I could find. And as I was walking over the rocks and through the mossy forests, I smiled at the thought of it being a metaphor for living in the present. You know, there was no path. There was no carved way to follow. I just followed the nooks and openings of the trees and the rocks, just taking one step at a time and looking at what was directly in front of me and just knowing the way to move as I go along. I was really enjoying this mindset of being in the here and now and not knowing what was going to come up around the corner around the river bend, all the whilst climbing up 500 year old trees that had fallen down, you know, hopping over rocks and logs to get across the river and all the whilst finding treasures and beauty along the way, no matter what challenge that I was met with or what um, things were blocking my path. And I was laughing too, as I had decided to wear one of my favorite vintage skirts and tops and wasn't in my regular hiking boots. And although I had food and water and all of the other essentials, I realized that I'd actually only packed a knife as a defense tool instead of a bear banger or bear mace like I usually would bring. And I thought, geez, Terry, like I know it's been a long winter, but how could you forget to bring the basics? especially because all the bears are now waking up and they're really hungry at the moment, quite grumpy. But anyways, no matter how ill-equipped I thought I was, I found that over this day, I didn't actually need anything at all. I realized that I had everything that I needed and even my outfit was fine. I just ended up tucking the skirt up into my waist belt and forged along. And I was thoroughly amused at the image of me looking like this. I looked pretty wacky trudging through the forest with my socks pulled up high. You know, I had a feather in my hair and a skirt that pretty much looked like a giant diaper. And I laughed at the fact that it was all just a symbol or a metaphor for the fact that it's okay if we don't feel like we're equipped for our journey. We actually do have everything that we need and that we can just pivot and adapt as we go. And I just related that back to, you know, the things that I'm facing in my life right now, just following the flow, following the path that I see right in front of me. And that's it. 
not knowing or worrying about what challenges that may be ahead. You know, I don't need to because I will just adapt and thrive and move through them with grace when they arrive. And I love the fact that, you know, just as equally as there were challenges, so, you know, the cliff drops, the loose terrain and prickly bushes, (laughs) you know, there was also treasure. I found 500-year-old trees. I found fresh and colourful buds and leaves forming, incredibly unique rocks and waterfalls and rainbows over the waterfalls, and even an old moose skull with moss growing out of the eye sockets. There was treasure absolutely everywhere that I, all around me that I wouldn't have been able to find unless I had just started on the journey with everything that I had with me. It was just a nice reminder of the message from last week to expect miracles, beauty and blessings in our journey through life, just as equally as we can expect or see challenges. Now, whilst I was on this adventure, I also stopped to connect to my guides, Neo and the Pleiadians, and decided to journal down some things to share with you all today. So in my meditation with my guides, we discussed the ebbs and flows of waking up and evolving spiritually, or being a conscious creator of your reality, also known as manifesting. It's all the same thing and is all connected to one another. I shared with them that how funny it was that, you know, the journey starts with the ego mind. You know, how we get so sick and tired of being sick and tired. So our ego creates the desire to change. So then we desire this desire and seek for a different or a better way in life. And then I was musing over how funny it was that, you know, our ego mind likes to kind of take the reins in initiating or jumpstarting in this process. The ego mind thinks that it needs all the steps and tools and ways and information to get us there. So we read all the books, we listen to all the podcasts, we watch the YouTubes, we join the clubhouse rooms. What else? We do all the courses that fill our inboxes consistently and we just keep gathering and gathering because we just think that we need to know more and we need to know the steps and ways to get there. And we do this because our ego loves steps and loves certain procedures and steps and actions to take because it likes to see all of the staircase to make sure that we're going to actually be fine getting to the top. And then, you know, depending on what's happening in our lives and depending how bad things are getting or how much tension is growing, we realize that, you know, we need to change things in our life and change the actions that we're doing because the only way for them to change is to actually start to apply and implement all of this new knowledge that we have acquired. So we start actively implementing all of the tools. We start to meditate. We try yoga, EFT, breath work all of the different tools and methods to try and find out what works the best for us. You know, we start to realize that saying no to the things that we don't really want to do isn't actually so bad after all. Or, you know, we may realize that choosing to take an hour or two for ourselves instead of running around after the family is actually okay and fine and safe to do and no one's going to judge us. We start to be aware of our thoughts and our feelings or where perhaps we're giving our power away to or where we might be weak in our boundaries with others. And so we're actively implementing all these tools, consuming the knowledge, reading all the books and actually applying all the tools and everything and just taking all of these different steps and actions. But there comes a point where one day, all of a sudden, it all just suddenly clicks. You start to see real momentum. You start to see real changes. You know, your reality shifting as a result of all of these different actions that you've been taking. 
you start to realize that now you really know and understand this energy on a whole other level. You start to read and understand the energetic connections and patterns in your life. All of the information, all of the tools, all the researching, all of the accumulating and implementing, you now know on a whole other level and understand it in a different way, in a way that is now just simply a part of who you are and that you now have embodied and integrated all of this knowledge and information into your being. And as I was just exploring and musing over all of this with my guides, they just laughed and confirmed that, yeah, this is just the energy settling into your being. And that's why you start to see so many synchronicities. And that's why you start to be able to read and see all of the energetic shifts and patterns happen within your reality. And even though the circumstances in your life may show up really differently from one another, you start to see and understand that these energetic patterns and the ebbs and flows of the energy and how it works, how this manifestation process works, you see it's all really just all the same thing. And that the fundamental energies or mechanics of how it all works is all really just the same. So it begins to be easier to read and notice. And that's when life starts to get a little bit more easier to actually navigate. So this state or this awakening that we go through does come in waves and stages. It's not like it's just a one-time event or thing where all of a sudden, boom, you're now awakened and enlightened and that's it. It definitely comes in ebbs and flows and doesn't necessarily always just come out of nowhere. You can just suddenly, I don't know, kind of all of a sudden realize one day that you now begin to see the energetic patterns of the universe And you can begin to understand how these energetic patterns or laws actually work. Therefore, it's easy for you to then navigate them. Now, my guides have told me this and showed me this before, that the reason why we have this awareness and this knowing that's just like on a whole nother level is because there's actually a third element or a third stream of energy that actually comes into our being that actually anchors and solidifies um, this energy that we've been calling in into our very being. And during this conversation that I was having with them in my meditation, they showed this energy or this cycle of manifestation or leveling up or growing your consciousness as three pillars or three streams of energy. Now, I've actually already shared the first two streams of this energy that help to form the manifestation or leveling up process as I explained them in episode 12. So if you haven't yet listened to that episode, I recommend you to go back and have a listen. Just briefly, I explained them within the archetypes of the masculine and the feminine energy, with the feminine energy being responsible for the initial intention setting stages of what it is that we want to bring in. And so once this energy is initialized through the feminine aspect, well, then the masculine archetype or the masculine energy then brings in this energy and strengthens it into our being through all of the different actions that we take. Now, the third stream of energy or element in this process is what helps to really solidify and anchor this energy into your being that was first formed or created by the feminine element and then strengthened by the masculine element. So this third stream of energy or element really does shift you out of the old you energetically and into the new you. 
and is why you start to see your reality shift and change around you and is why you start to see and understand things from a whole nother level than before. And the person that you have become is now a completely different person energetically than who you were when you first had the desire to shift or to grow and change. And it's funny as, I don't know, some of you may already notice this or realize this yourself because, you know, before when you're reading all the books and you're understanding and learning, you can contextually understand concepts or or ideas about consciousness and the mechanics of manifesting or spiritual development. But when this third stream of energy, you know, really comes into your being and you anchor in and solidify this energy, you just know it and understand these concepts on a whole other level than before. Like, it's like a switch or a light goes on and you're like, oh my gosh, I actually really know it now. I know it within my being and not just within my head or within my capacity to understand it conceptually. And that's just simply as a result of the accumulation of all of the reading, all of the watching, all of the information, all of the letting go, all of the actions that you've been implementing. It's not just simply one thing. It really truly is a mixed pot of all of these different uh, tools that you've been implementing and all of the different information that you've been consuming. And what you might also find is, is that all of that work that seemed hard to do at the time was actually all necessary. And it's also here that you may also realize that the functions of the ego mind were necessary all along. That we don't need to have an ego death or dispel our ego because it's actually our ego that helps to jumpstart and initiate the expansion process. We realize "Eh, the ego isn't so bad after all and that we need to feel the tension to desire change. We need the ego mind. (laughs) It's not just something that's there and in the way and just letting us know about all of our fears and limiting beliefs all the time. It actually serves as a function and is part of the whole of the expansion and growing and evolvement process. And now I know that alongside of all of the awe (laughs) and all of the shifting and the wonder and the growing and expanding and all the loveliness of it, It can also be matched with feelings of intensity and overwhelm too. So if any of you are out there that are facing periods of discomfort or of overwhelm or intensity, I just want to say that I hear you and that you're not alone and that how you're feeling and what you're experiencing and these highs and lows of this expansion and this uh, spiritual development is absolutely all okay and is normal. Trust me, I've been there myself many a times (laughs) and I always need to remind myself to just hang in there and to just sit with this tension just for a little while as the energy shifts because it won't last forever. It's just temporary and you will have clarity and lightness and all the awesomeness in time as this energy kind of integrates. I kind of relate it to when you're a kid and when you experience growing pains. You know, it's uncomfortable. It's there. But, you know, it won't last forever. It's funny as all too often leveling up in spiritual growth or spiritual enlightenment can oftentimes be romanticized. We can often just look at the end result of all of that amazingness, all of that clarity and ease and magical part of manifesting. But, you know, we can overlook the parts that can be uncomfortable and intense too. So if you are experiencing this, if you're experiencing a growth period, 
that seems hard or any discomfort or any intensity or even if you've just been feeling, you know, quite a bit triggered lately, then I want to share with you guys this really handy tip and that is to adopt playfulness. Now I know as simple and as easy as this sounds, it is true. Just simply carving out some time out of your week or day to just simply play really, really helps to get you out of your head and out of the seriousness or the intensity part of this energy. So go out in nature, explore, hike, swim, bike, you know, go get lost for a few hours and see how you feel or perhaps play through creativity. So painting, drawing or playing music, um, cooking or even dancing, just simply dancing in your living room. Anything that is creative or is that in that energy of playing really helps to shake out this intense energy and helps us to shift us into the here and now, the present moment and bringing us back into the neutral flow. It really does stimulate feelings of pleasure and joy and takes our mind away from the seriousness that we're facing in life. You know, for many of us, it's so easy to get into the habit of constantly planning and organizing all of our lives because we're just so busy more than ever before. And then because we're so used to this kind of distracting energy, we then usually fill any pockets of time that we have with playing games on our phone or watching stories on Instagram or watching Netflix. But I'm just here to remind you that we don't need to always have control and plan everything in our lives. We can save all the planning and all the organizing for, you know, when we're at work or when we're organizing the kids or when we're organizing our business or when we're organizing some event or organization that we might be involved with. And a great way to break this habit is to choose to play each week. You know, being creative and playing doesn't have an outcome. It doesn't need planning or organizing. It's just simply the joy of doing something for the sake of just doing it and it alone, of not controlling or manipulating or trying to force any action. It's just simply you being in the joy of whatever it is that's giving you pleasure at that time and at that moment. Now, this concept of playfulness can also be applied to our mindset too and how we approach certain things in our life. Sometimes we can kind of get too caught up in our heads about how hard something might seem or how difficult it is or, you know, if you're feeling triggered, how uncomfortable it is. But a great way to shift your mindset out of this state and out of this belief is to just simply adopt a more playful approach. So whatever you're facing that, you know, may seem hard or whatever it is that's kind of triggering you at the moment, see if there's a way in which you can kind of look at it with a different perspective and have a more playful approach. That's what I do when I face certain things. I mean, depending on how serious the situation or circumstance is, I'll just look at it and be like, okay, this is clearly triggering me. I'm feeling these triggers out. I know what they're connected to. But, you know, is there a way that I can look at it with a more playful mindset? I did that just this week. I was triggered because <laughs> the government had actually sent me an email that said that I owed all of these taxes and all of these fees on top of it and all these things with the provincial sales tax when I knew that I didn't. But anyways, they were trying to tell me that I did. And then at the same time, just an hour later, I got a notification from my bank saying that they were holding 
close to $2,000 in my savings account because they were trying to tell me that I wasn't a permanent resident of Canada or something along the lines of that. And, you know, I could be annoyed by it. I could be frustrated. I could be angry at the fact that I have to spend an hour on hold and making all these phone calls and talking to all these people to try and sort it all out. But I didn't. I just noticed how these two things that were separate for one another came up at the exact same time and that they were all around the energy of money. And I thought, oh, look at that. There's a little bit of a synchronicity here. This might be fun to see where it takes me. So I adopted a more playful approach and I decided to, you know, sort it out with that mindset instead of the mindset of being angry, annoyed or frustrated. Anyways, long story short, both of them had made up, both the government and the bank had made a huge mistake on their end, which, you know, did take a few hours for me to solve. However, At the end of it all, the end result ended up working in my favor and the outcome ended up being better than the in the position that I was in before. And not only that, I got to have some really great conversations with the people that helped me along the way that I was talking to. And this truly all was a result of my mindset that I went into it all of having a more playful approach and a less serious or triggered or angry or frustrated approach. And when you have this mindset or when you implement these tools of getting out of our seriousness and getting out of our triggered mind and stop reacting from that place and from a place that is more conscious and that is more playful, well, then you can really see the outcome or your reality shift as a result of that mindset. And this is exactly where the state of flow and the state of ease really does manifest. Because there's no resistance, you know, there's no anger or limiting beliefs or fears that are being triggered, you know, that are trying to control the outcome. So therefore, the energy just flows with more ease because the resistance has been lifted. And this mindset of playfulness and almost treating life as a game or things as like a little game really does take a certain level of curiosity too. Like I'll just go into things thinking, okay, this is interesting. There's a pattern here. Or what is it that I'm going to get from this interaction or this circumstance happening? Or even better, if there's another person involved in the situation, then I'll just think to myself and wonder, you know, how can I be a part of sharing a message of some sort? Or is there a message that will bring some sort of awareness that I may learn from this person? And yeah, just treating it that way with curiosity, like I wonder what's going to happen or I wonder what the connection is or I wonder what the signs or synchronicities that I'm going to get from it is. Now, you guys, whilst I was out playing and exploring in the woods, I did receive this meditation in honor of Earth. And now it's a meditation to help you to ground yourself into the Earth. It helps you to be more in the present and as well as helping you to raise the vibration of Earth in all of her entirety. And it's a guided meditation, so it's great for beginners to advanced meditators. It's just 10 minutes long and you can do it before bed. You can do it in the morning when you first wake up. Or you know what? What's even better is is doing it outside too. Now, I've uploaded it separately so that you can go back to it and download it and use it at any time. So please feel free to share it with anyone that might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for tuning in today, everyone. Please make sure to keep your manifesting and spirit and synchronicity stories coming. I love them so much and I always share them on my Instagram posts and stories. 
it's really great to share, you know, and to show other people that we're all in this together and that it is possible to be a conscious creator of your reality. And don't forget, you can also sign up for my newsletter on my website and get it emailed right to your inbox. And don't forget also to share this podcast with friends or with anyone that also may be leveling up or evolving or growing spiritually. It really does help to feel like you have a community or some sort of support system out there when you're doing this work. So all of those links are in the show notes. Have an awesome week, everybody. I'll talk to you later. Well, that's it for today, guys. And if you like today's episode, please like and follow us on our socials, share this podcast with friends, and why not leave this podcast a review? Oh, and hang out next for a minute if you want some high vibe laughs. Okay, in honor of Earth Day, I have to share these. (laughs) I love the way the Earth rotates. It really makes my day. (laughs) Okay. Why did the why did the cloud date Oh no, wait, what? Oh, I thought it's <laughs> I was like, what? Why did the cloud date the frog? No. I'm okay, that's not what it says. Why did the cloud date the fog? Because it was so down to earth. <laughs>